Welcome to That Sucks. If Troy's done with his personal phone calls. No. Yeah, I'm done. Thank you. Welcome to That Sucks, presented by Handshake Media. Or should we start saying a Handshake Media podcast? Is that fancier? I don't know. What do the bosses say? I'll ask him. You like talking on the phone a lot. Actually, before we do this week's episode, I called you earlier this week to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yep. And uh, my phone was recording. Oh, no shit. So I've got this. I've got this gem. Want to hear it? Yeah, play it and like lift your laptop to the microphone. <laughs> I know it was A perfect segue into this week's topic Which is Rick and Morty Are you a fan of the show? Yeah, I like Rick and Morty Do you? Yeah like how, On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your fandom level? My fandom level is probably a 6 Yeah? Yep uh, Less maybe Reasonable, reasonable Yeah, I like Rick and Morty I've seen it probably like Maybe I've watched the whole series Two or three times Because yeah. it's short It's like 10 mm. episodes like, You can get through that pretty easily well, and that, that's the thing. I guess they, they're releasing... So, season four hits Netflix on the 22nd of December. Does it really? People, yes. No shit, the hits, whole season at once? or just uh, No, I think we're up to episode... Uh, a time of broadcast, around five or six in the US. So, I assume we'll get well, they, that. Well, oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. But that, that's the thing. There's been two or three years since season three. Yep. And in that time, I spent the whole time thinking, ah, I don't, I don't like this show. But really? Then I, but then when I watch it, I really enjoy it. And you know why I think uh, there's a bit of a stigma attached to it now? Tell me. The toxic fandom. Toxic fandom. Toxic fandom. That sounds not good. Are you one of the toxic fans? No, I'm absolutely not. I think like if you've listened to more than maybe one episode of this show, you know that I'm pretty impartial to everything. Yeah, which is kind of not really great for the topic of the podcast. Thanks. The theme? (laughs) Yeah. Podcast theme. But I mean, I've got opinions, but at the end of the day, I don't like to, I'm not going to throw myself off a cliff. But because I don't like something, I'm not like, you know. Or would you throw somebody else off a cliff? I'd throw I'd throw a couple of people off a cliff. Yeah, go on. But um, yeah, Rick and Morty. Like, I like the show. I, it took me a little while to watch it because I don't really illegally download stuff. So it took a while to come to Australia in a way that I could watch it. So it was like I watched the whole thing on Netflix when it finally hit. Whatever that was, like maybe four years ago. Yeah, yeah. I watched one episode before that on Hulu, and I really didn't like it. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? But then you watch the whole thing like, no, this is actually Context. pretty rad. So what did you what did you think of... So seasons one and two came out over the past four or five years. Yep. And then there was a big break between two and three. Yep. What did you think of season three? I liked it. Because that is when things went bad very quickly. It was pretty immediate. From the, like, just the, the fan base just... Because they released that one episode first, right, the, on April Fool's? Uh, the first episode was the... I've got it here. I've made notes. It was the one with the Szechuan. Yes, that's what I thought. Szechuan. Szechuan sauce. So that... Okay, this is one of two things that I guess you can point to as being the fan base is a bit... Yeah? Yep. Because that... Do you know what that sauce was originally from? Is it Mulan or something? Yeah, like like 20 years ago, 98. uh, It was like a promo they had for that. And then after that Rick and Morty episode where Rick Sanchez at the end is going, I need Szechuan sauce. There was a big campaign to get it. And when it finally was released, um, they produced, like Mac has produced a limited edition, limited edition sauce. The stupidest thing I've ever said. Um, And they released it and they they didn't make enough. Sold out immediately. And things went bad quickly. Police were called. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me me show you, uh, I'll show you a clip. On uh, Twitter, of- I bet I even know the clip you're talking about. Yeah. 
That's different. Those poor workers. They're trying to do their job. Yep. Next minute, they're getting mobbed. And then look at this guy. This I think this guy sums up the Rick and Morty fandom to a T. This is the one I'm thinking of. Uh. It's a dude jumping on the counter of McDonald's demanding Szechuan sauce. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the police were called. People, I assume, probably got hurt in the process. Yep. Um, yeah, not, not good. That was, that was episode one spawned yep. that. Yeah, I remember when that came out on April Fool's. I think you could watch that on like Comedy Central or something. No, Adult Swim, it's Adult Swim, isn't it? Mm, yes, yeah. yes. I remember when it came out, and I think I watched it at the time. It was like, yeah, it was a cool episode. but And it was a bit longer, so like, oh, what a treat. But yeah, that, and I mean, that guy, he's the Pickle Rick. That was like episode three, I think, of that season. So mm. um, that was clearly a little bit after the, as the series had come out. But fucking people are the worst. Yep. Like, they took it and really ran with it. Like, this is such a fucking, like, trend for this decade to me. It's like... Just something goes a little bit viral and people just try and take into the real world and really just tune in next week for more on that. <laughs> um, yeah, really just kind of to turn like turn it up to 11. And it's it sucks, it fucking sucks. But go on. Well, so you mentioned Pickle Rick, yeah, that was episode three. So the second thing you can point to about the fandom just turning sour, um, was the doxing incident. Incident, have you heard of that? Which one was that? So episode two was the, the like the Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of parody episode three was pickle rick and they were both credited to two female writers yes i do remember that so seasons one and two only had male writers season three they kind of even things out in the writer's room Mm -hmm. um but a lot of trolls on twitter started attacking them and um eventually some in various forums and networks and things their personal details got leaked and they were getting death threats and right which is nuts and they they were saying um you know, Rick and Morty's it's become too political now. Why'd you hire women? And it's like, yep. are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> what? Which is nuts. Yep. Which is freaking nuts that they would attack these people who were hired because of, who, you know, the quality of their work, not for diversity. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree with that. But yeah, like, so this, this, this stupid thing about these trolls attacking these women and Dan Harmon, um, he called them knobs. Yep. Um, has he pointed out, when it comes to writing TV shows, yes, there's one credit or two names on a written by, yep. but it's a, it's an entire room of people that write it. And yep. the only reason a name goes up as written by is because someone has to get that credit. Um, I think for like payment reasons. Um, I think it's, um, I, I don't know if it's related, but do you remember with Sin City a couple of years ago when there was um, someone got into a big fucking stink about it? I think it was even Frank Miller was like, you know, there was like multiple people that directed like certain bits of it. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah. Quentin Tarantino directed like that one scene and, and everything like that. But then I think Frank Miller took his entire name off it because they wouldn't credit him as being like partially responsible for directing it or, or huh. writing it or something. It was like, has to be like a person. So it's probably yeah. like related to what you're saying, you know? Yeah. And so that's one thing that's the stupidity of these trolls thinking they've brought these women on board, they've yep. brought these women on board. Now the show's gone to shit. Well, no, because A, that's not how it works. And B... Rick and Morty won its first ever Emmy for Pickle Rick. Yeah. So, I mean, stupid logic. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. But I think part of the reason... Actually, sorry, let me go back. So, Dan Harmon, the co-creator. Yep. Uh, when he Before I said he called them knobs, all the trolls and that. He he made kind of like an interesting point that those trolls, they're trying to protect content that they think that they own. Um, and then he said, and somehow combine that with their need to be proud of something they have, which is often only their race or gender. Yeah. <laughs> 
which is true. So yeah, it just seems kind of stupid. But I think where this toxic fandom is rooted in is, um, and speaking with um, the Telegraph, there was this professor, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know that title. Andrea Braithwaite. Oh, it wasn't a lady. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to attack me now? <laughs> um, and so, she, yeah, so she said something interesting that, or she pointed out that Rick is a cynical, narcissistic character who sees himself as superior to others mm-hmm. and acts out of self-interest. And so it's possible that some of the audiences of audience members of Rick and Morty think that that kind of, it's like a representation or an endorsement and they can act in a similar way. Yeah, that sounds fair enough. So, yeah, nuts. Freaking nuts, I tell you. Yep. But yeah, so, you know, I don't know. It just seems that it's kind of, so you obviously don't even really worry about that. Or like it's not on your radar when you when you see the show or you think about it. Those uh, specific points aren't like in terms yeah, of yeah. oh it was written by a female writer. I don't care. Like oh no no I mean, I mean just in general like the fandom because it's it everywhere comes, now. Like, yeah, the fandom of it absolutely is on my radar. Um, and I'm trying to remember the first time I, I remember seeing it because it's it hit mainstream. Must have been like 2016 ish to like, at least to me. I don't know. It probably was a little bit before that. But I bought a. Uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole yeah. pop vinyl and I was like oh cool this is and at the time I bought it I was like oh cool Rick and Morty here's my little like like <laughs> one of my little corners of fandom I'm going to buy this and this is going to be really fun and there's like there was like a hundred of them there you know it wasn't like anything like special because yeah, yeah. it was it's a thing that everyone loves now you know Pickle Rick Halloween costumes and mm. whatnot. It's kind of hard to escape it as being this phenomenon that it is Yeah. at this point in time it's like it's not the first show to be like that Obviously. What else is there that? Well, comes I mean, to think mind? of cartoons in particular over like thirty years, starting with The Simpsons. Like that, that never got. I don't. That never really got toxic in it. Well, not toxic, but in terms of like taking over, like culturally. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what I mean. Like, because that's that's what it is to me. It's like it is a huge. It is a huge part of the culture now. Like, mm. so The Simpsons did that. Um, Futurama didn't really do that, but Family Guy to me did. Oh yeah, Family Family Guy and South Park are interesting in that they seem to be on the right side of. Um, various piss takes and parodies, but some of the fans don't realize they're taking the piss. Yeah, and they see it at face value. And I think, like, that. certainly South Park is on the right side of it. And then they kind of they ruined Family Guy for me in that you know the episode I'm talking about when they did the Family Guy yeah. thing. <laughs> that kind of really, yeah. How how did? Oh, because once they pointed out that joke structure, I was like, oh yeah, this is everything they do is it's like the that. same thing, yeah. and I, I don't really dig it so much anymore. I, I really like the first few seasons, but I. It's just too absurd. I think for what I like, I, I don't really like ultra absurd shit, mm. which... Isn't Rick and Morty kind of ultra absurd though? It is, but it also is rooted in some sort of like fundamentally like interesting point. Yeah. And, and South Park kind of is the same thing. Like South Park's insane for a lot of it, but they still try and put like a message at the end of it. And it's not necessarily a message you're going to agree with or disagree with, but they try and like write that into the show. Yeah. And admittedly with like a, with both of those shows, they, they make it very self-aggrandizing like that the fact that they've thought about this and they're so clever i think that's a big part of the problem with with rick and morty is like it's so high it's seemingly highbrow and intellectual to some people yeah and it's, but then you like you said you bought a toy that was called mr poopy butthole yeah so how high <laughs> how highbrow can you be really yeah and south park did the same thing you know it's both shows and you know the simpsons and family guy i think like like merchandise wise just insane mm. they've all I wouldn't say it's selling out necessarily, but remember, do you, were you old enough to remember when South Park really came out? And uh, well, I'm about 17 now, so yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I no, it was like this show that I wasn't allowed to watch. For yeah, me too. Reasons because they swore too much, and it was yeah. And I was in I was in primary school. I was, I was probably like 10, mm. and it was like too adult for me. 
and I had, or maybe 11 or 12, but like kids at school watching it and I wasn't allowed to. So I would like sneak in and like videotape it. So my mum wouldn't you mean see. Videotape it. Oh, we had like a TV in the back of the house, and I could I put like oh. a, I videotaped the show. <laughs> I thought you meant like with like an old like camera. Oh no no, no yeah. like on a um, on my VCR, yeah, yeah. and then I would like lock the door with like something That's so cool. my mum couldn't just like oh, open yeah. the door and be like, "What are you watching in here?" Which nothing, was, just porn. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, admittedly the same thing I probably would have done with that, but it was to watch South Park, and um, I, I think like now I, I don't know if kids are watching the show or not. Like I think. Nowadays, cartoons aren't for kids. Like at the time, that's kind of still mostly how it felt. Like we didn't have mm. the adult sim stuff, at least in Australia, at least yeah, where I yeah. was, where it was like adult themed kind of I, cartoons and stuff. You're, you say that absurd thing. And I think a, a lot of the people who are drawn to that might not feel like they fit in or have a place where they belong. Yeah, that's, and that's reasonable. And it sort of brings together this weird grouping of people that are anonymous and all of a sudden have a place where they feel like they belong but it just seems weird to turn on the creators and yeah i don't know but it's it's not the only it's like again i feel like this is something that's so uh, indicative of this decade and it won't necessarily just be this decade maybe it's going to be like from time from now but star wars is the same with the last jedi uh did you see the post it was like a thing that went around twitter like a couple of days ago which was someone saying uh if the what's the next movie called the something about Sky, uh, Skywalker getting hard or rise yeah, of a rise of Skywalker is that Luke it? Skywalker's right, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, if this movie sucks, which it probably will, can we as Star Wars fans like have a council to decide the like fate of the Star Wars universe for the future? It's like, uh, no, Disney own that now. So yeah, good luck. It's a fucking movie. Like, what are they t- it's, well, that's like when the fans wanted to rewrite Game of Thrones, they were like petitioning yeah. to have it remade. Yeah, like, just fucking get over it. I think there's a sense of entitlement and ownership, like Dan Harmon was saying around the trolls. They yeah. feel like they they have to protect something that they feel like they own. Yeah. Which is ludicrous. And people perhaps are looking for a reason to get angry because, like I said, Pickle Rick won awards, and while there was a female writer's name attached to it, it was a, written by a group of people. It wasn't... Yeah. So someone sees that, and for whatever reason, they... What's the word when you project all your all your own insecurities and issues onto something. Yeah. Someone just saw that credit and was just like, all right, it's on. Yeah. I'm going to leak this person's address and phone number and yeah. for whatever reason. Like, like ultimately that fandom, it's its own like sub community that exists somewhere on the internet. It's like partly it's Twitter and like any sort of community and particularly now, like, and you see this with politics all the time, um, just and the idea of the echo chamber where it's just like someone makes this stupid statement and it someone that might be on this fence gets turned. If you just hear it enough times, you can get swayed into this. Um, well, in terms of... Uh, like, so say with the female writer thing, it might be like someone has this dumb idea that gets just posted on a forum, posted on Twitter, oh, or whatever. Like, like they were for they didn't want to, they were forced to hire, hire female writers. Yeah, to exactly. Meet, uh, yeah, but then yeah. like trying to equate that with like, oh, you know, it's uh, the this equal uh, male and female fucking blah, blah, blah. It's too political now. We have to f- hire these writers. This is ridiculous. They've ruined Star Wars. Again, like you, you have enough people putting forward this like relatively innocuous like at its what feels like a really dumb statement and then all of a sudden it fucking blows up because this community really only exists within itself and they don't get the opinions of others like i think i certainly have had that i get that as well like you know i listen to a lot of say very left-leaning podcasts and i read a lot of 
and follow a lot of people that politically are that way. So when I see a lot of opinions from people that are so starkly in contrast with the things that I've read and heard and whatever, I'm like, how the fuck do you think that? That makes no sense with what I'm hearing because I'm sort of stuck in my own bubble. My own bubble. And Facebook's a very big reason for that. Twitter, all these sort of things. And that, as you said, it's like the character of Rick personifying what they think of themselves as being like, he's an alcoholic. He's very fucking smart, but he's a piece of shit. Like he's not a good character. Yeah. Um, but he gets everything he wants and he's, he's brilliant enough to make everything happen despite his many, many flaws, which is kind of like, he just steamrolls everything. Yeah. If he doesn't get what he wants, he has, he has a whinge and you know, which is what the fans do. They go, well, if Rick does it, whatever happened to back in the day, you know, good role models like Marty McFly, (laughs) the original Morty. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's funny though. Um, the so the season four is already premiered in the US, obviously. Yep. And the first episode, um, they kind of had a dig at those toxic fans. Oh yeah. So there's a scene where, and I've seen it. Don't ask me how. I've seen it. Um, and Rick, uh, for reasons I will not disclose, keeps popping up in different universes, like you know, alternate universes, and he ends up in a uni- universe with a fascist Rick and Morty. Um, and then that fascist Morty kills Rick. Uh, and then he says, he was an inferior Rick. He was too political. I want to have classic, fun Rick and Morty adventures like like in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nice. So, like, again, the creators of this show don't condone any of this stuff. And Yeah. Dan Harmon is pretty switched on to this stuff. He's not, a, he's not an idiot. I, I don't know. It's not just one guy. And it certainly is not just a Dan Harmon thing. Is it Justin... Roland, yeah. Roland, yeah. He but, is yeah. Rick and Morty. He is Rick and Morty. I think Morty he kind of was the brains behind it, and then yeah, Dan Harmon being, you know, film and TV extraordinaire was like, I'm a name. I can help you here. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting the way that all kind of came together, and and I'm a big fan of Community and a lot of stuff that Dan Harmon's mm. done. Like he's he's a very very smart man, but he's he's also, um, you know, in the past he not in a same way, but he acts a bit like Rick in that. He kind of just does what he wants. He can be a bit of a dick, apparently. Yep. Um, yeah, I've heard which, that. which he talks about himself on his movie and po- his various podcasts. And, you know, like, so there's a bit of that where people see, oh, the creator of the show is also acting like that. But, like, no, he wouldn't do a lot of this toxic stuff. So. Yeah, he also seems to have the ability to grow and learn. Mm, yeah, 100%. Um, and there's been examples of that. Like, he got in trouble for uh, sexually harassing someone, right? Dan Harmon? Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know, actually. I don't know. That's why. No, I I'm pretty that. sure he did. Like, it was. Um, it, up. it came up a few years ago. And he did a very, very public apology on maybe. I'm not, I think it was on Harmontown. His he, podcast? Uh, yeah, the live thing that he does. Where he said, like, I did this thing and I kind of didn't realize I was doing it, but it was really bad and I kind of get it now. It was a pretty. Gen- it was one of the few genuine, like, I'm sorry's. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a. Former community writer, so he 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 did issue an apology, yeah, um, like a lengthy apology for that. Yeah, he got called out and he he apologized, and I think she like more or less forgave him too. Like that's not to say like he's fixed and he's never going to do anything like that again, but at least he's he's made an effort and he seems to be making an effort. Mm. Um, it kind of remains. He's like you know, there's a lot of there's a few people in that uh, system that they get like run out of town to a certain degree, or like certain people won't really work with them. Uh, when they are like that bad to deal with, yeah, which is interesting that he can bounce back from things like that. Um, well, yeah, whereas he has. others can't. You know, I don't know what determines that. Yeah, I think it's just like being genuine and like actually understanding when you've made a mistake. 
I think some people like Harvey Weinstein today's like paying out. Well, he's not personally paying out, but I know he's like his accusers are getting paid out like twenty five million dollars, and he's not paying his cent, and he'll walk off scot free without having to apologize to anyone. Like he's he Which should be done, mm. and we should never hear his name again. Well, surely um, he can't do anything else. In- well, sh- you'd think so, but he's still able to like live a life, which is which is ludicrous given how many careers and lives he's yeah exactly know, r- kind of wrecked through. Yeah, and he's going to suffer. I mean, the, the consequences that his company's gone down—that's fine. But he's still a multi, 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 multi-millionaire. So crazy, big deal. You know, there's like there's no horrifying repercussions for him, which he deserves. Like he doesn't deserve death, but he deserves to be punished, and he will not get that. So. I mean, that's the difference. Like, you do something bad and then you still, like, live your life. Whereas someone like Dan Harmon is like, oh, I fucked up. I'm really sorry. I'm going to do, I'm going to actually try my best now to do better. And mm. he seems to be doing it. I mean, there's other examples of that too, obviously. It's not just the one guy, but, you know, what's funny when somewhere. shows address, pro- like, in a meta way, address problems. Like, I illustrated the Morty thing, him killing his Rick and saying that stuff about the good old days. But then you get shows like The Simpsons, which we're both big fans of, yep. that when all the Apu stuff happened, how remember they made that jo- that really kind of... Uh, it, like it wasn't a good joke. They just kind of were like, yeah, in the show, it was yeah, something about how they pretty much just dismissed the whole thing yep. on in an episode, and it was like, mm, okay, that's a... But again, there wasn't... There wasn't re- people, people forget about it, and now The Simpsons is just good old family fun again. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's going to steamroll through for another 30 years, probably. Damn. Must be actually like, I think it first aired on like the 16th of December, 1989, which is in four days. Wow. You know a lot. Is that correct? I don't know. I got halfway through typing and then you said that and I just believed it. Oh, check it. Like, let me check. I'm pretty sure 16th of December, 1989 was the day, the first airing of um, that Christmas Christmas episode. one. Listen, mate. It was the 17th of December, 1989. Fuck. I was off by a day. No, nah, not good enough. Yeah, I, I just I can't I can't think of any examples of shows where the fandom has turned so toxic uh, so quickly. You know, like we've touched on various other shows that have tight knit communities that are protective around those franchises, but nothing to me seems like it got as bad as Rick and Morty. Yeah, I'm trying to think outside of. Okay, so like obviously people turn on Game of Thrones pretty quick at the end there, but yeah, but what... again, like that was that was that was for the story. I don't know that. That seemed justified, whereas people posting the yeah, personal details of writers like you and get, rioting at local McDonald's, that's just nuts. Yeah, you get like, on the one hand, you've got people writing petitions. On the other hand, it's like actual tangible problems. Sending so, death threats. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think it's really happened before. I think this is like a pretty, um, yeah, uh, like pretty exclusive to this, this mm. one show. And that's Which, why, like, like I said, it had been two years or something between seasons three and four. I think I could be wrong, but and in that time, I was just thinking, I don't like this show. Uh, ugh. And then I watch it, and I love it. It's amazing to watch. Yeah, I think you get over it pretty. I don't know. Like, I it's not a show that I, I'm so attached to that if I never watched another episode, I'd really be upset by it. Mm. You know, it's it'll continue on, and they'll they'll put out like they are very clever people. It's nice to see. Look, it's signed for like nine more seasons. Yeah. When it takes them like 10 years to bring out like three episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, great. Good on you for continuing it, you know, and and making making your money and making the good, the art, which it ultimately should be. Yeah. It's it's, it's just a shame. You're right. Like, it's um, the community surrounding it and everything that's happened is pretty fucking, pretty shit. Pretty bad. That sucks. Fucking sucks, man. That sucks. Yeah. 
just don't be a piece of shit on the internet. It's as simple as that. You can like something without it making your making it your entire identity. Mm, just 100%. like a show. Just watch a show because it's fun and yeah. funny. And then don't don't go abuse your local Macca's employee because you, they ran out of sauce. Exactly. So anyway, that sucks. That does suck. That sucks. Hey, if you like the show, then uh, subscribe to it. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Happy but days. you can also listen to our Simpsons tribute. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Plug that. It's not even on Spotify. Oh. Uh. But we did a Simpsons tribute together. Plug it. Why wouldn't you plug it? So have a listen. Have a gander. Check out all the other amazing podcasts on the Handshake Media Network. The Green Room went backstage at Good Things Festival Fuck recently. Off. Can you believe that? No. Wait. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm, would I'm I lie to serious? you? Yes. Neil Griffiths, he was hanging out with the best of them, mingling with the day to remember. I can't remember the other guests he got, but they were pretty good. He's fucking sick. He is a mad dog. So check out that. Check out Two Truths and a Lie and Matter of Faction. And uh, we'll be seeing you sometime soon. Peace. Peace. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.